Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. What we're going to do in this episode is present you with a little taste of one of the shows we've recently added to the Talking Metal Digital platform. Talking Metal Digital is a family of podcasts, including Talking Metal, and also including the one you're going to hear today on the Talking Metal feed. This is the third episode of Metal Raps. It's a show that features myself, Mark Striegel, along with Mitch Joel and a guy named Mitch LaFon. If you dig what you're hearing on this episode, third episode of Metal Raps, what I suggest you do and what I would encourage you to do is go subscribe to it on iTunes and also leave a review on iTunes. You can also check Metal Raps out on the uh, Spreaker platform, Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. I'm not a good speller, but I think I, I think I did that right. Cool, guys. Anyways, without further ado, here's myself along with Mitch Joel and Mitch LaFon on the third episode of Metal Raps. Well, hey there, and welcome to Metal Raps number three. My name is Mitch Joel, and I'm happy to be back, as always, with Mark Striegel from Talking Metal. Mark, how are you doing? Good, Mitch. How you doing? Great. And we've got Mitch LaFon from One on One with Mitch LaFon. Mitch. Good day, good day. It's kind of hard to hear Mark say, hi, Mitch, and then me not say anything. <laughs> But. It's uh, we knew this was going to be complicated. You got Mitch, <laughs> Mitch, and Mark. We're going to work through this. People will get used to our voices and the dulcet sounds of all things heavy that we love to talk about. <laughs> exactly. Um, let me throw it over to you, Mitch. First, start off. You've had some crazy conversations. Yes, uh, yesterday over the past couple of weeks, you've got yeah. Ace Freely, which we're not going to talk about Ace because we always talk about Ace. But you've had Rob Halford, yeah. Merciful Fate, and uh, one that I really want to talk about is Gary Sharon. Yeah, Gary. Gary was great. I love Gary. And, uh, you know, after the interview, um, I went out and I, I found the Hurt Smile album. It comes out in October in North America, but it came out in April in Japan and I bought it, had it sent over. And it is absolutely brilliant. I mean, he re- it's, it's exactly what you want Extreme and Van Halen with Gary Sharon to sound like, sound like, but it's called Hurt Smile. And 
Gary's just a great guy to talk to. I've, I've interviewed him probably for four to six times, and he's, he's just really fun. He's, he's I, such a good guy. I remember, like yesterday, which makes me sound immediately like an old fart, 1989 and Kid Ego and that self-titled Extreme album and the combo of Nuno Betancourt and Gary Sharon. I thought that these guys were unstoppable and crazy but true story. I remember having conversations in the sort of nerdy way us metal nerds do with friends saying things like, man, this guy would be such an awesome singer in Van Halen. Yeah. Um, and he inevitably became the singer in Van Halen. I think he joined the band in 1996, and the infamous Three album came out in 1998. There was one major song on that album, Without You, which it was a major song, but in the construct of Van Halen, what they had done, uh, the album, the song was a flop. I think that was the only album that actually never went double platinum for Van Halen. Tour did okay, nothing great. Um, so it was sort of like a weird thing where like this, um, these amazing people got together and suddenly – Huh, it, it didn't work out. It didn't, no. But, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of good songs on that album. There's Fire in the Hole, One I Want. It just didn't go anywhere because folks wanted that reunion with David Lee Roth. They had been teased with that greatest hits, you know, volume one that had those two David Lee Roth tracks. And then they came out with Gary and people went, eh. I'm not sure, but I don't know if I agree with you. Well, let me throw the Mark. Mark, what do you, I don't agree with Mitch, but Mark, what do you think? Well, you know, album aside, I think the the big thing that Gary brought to Van Halen at that time was he brought back the Roth era songs in the live arena, you know. Well, a lot more of them. Yeah, a lot, lot more of them. Stuff that Sammy refused to, to sing. I mean, Sammy really wasn't doing, at least not at that time. Again, Sammy came back for uh, a tour after Sharon, before Roth rejoined. And and at that point, they started doing a lot of Roth-era stuff. But uh, on that tour, that was the first time they started really pulling out a lot of the old Roth-era classics that they hadn't played since 1984. You know, so um, he really helped, I think, get the band back in touch with that era of their uh, of their past which in my opinion is the the best era of Van Halen I'll tell you something funny you know when I mean it, it, it really was a blip him, him being in Van Halen being out of Van Halen he then went on to do this thing called Tribe of Judah which I could not wrap my arms around but again Gary's an amazing singer one of the most amazing things Sharon ever did in my opinion and you may laugh but I believe it to be true is that in, in the mid 2000s he took part in this thing called Amazing Journey I don't know if you guys know this it was a tribute no. to the who and it was yes. gary sharon mike portnoy on drums from dream theater who's the guy who sort of pulled this whole thing together paul gilbert mr big and racer x on guitar and billy sheehan on bass and if you go please stop the podcast go to youtube uh check out amazing journey it is um they, they did a whole bunch of like guitar workshop type conferences and they were just insane amazing and hearing wow. sharon who really did have an amazing rock voice. I mean, he was heavily influenced by Queen, Roger Daltrey, The Who. Un, un, in fact, I think even now, I think he, with his brother, he does some sort of Who tribute thing. Yeah, I think it's called Slip, Slip Kid or something like that. Joe does the Who tribute. Yeah, he's, he loves that stuff, you know. And of course, he did Jesus Christ Superstar. And, I mean, he's a really talented, talented singer. And, and the one thing that we talked about in the interview is that they have this Live in Pittsburgh album that they recorded in 98. And it was 
good to go. It was on all the release sheets. It was going to be in Japan first, and then, and they, 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 they stuck it in a closet. And I just wish, like Gary did in the interview, that they polish it up and put it out officially. Because why not, you know, commemorate that era? He did well live. He did well. The album was unfocused, but live. I mean, Mean Streets came back. Uh, Romeo De- Delight came back. Somebody get me a doctor. Right. Came- Come on, put it out. But what's crazy too is um, it's funny because I, you sort of forget. Like I was laughing, Mark, as you were speaking because it's like you know David the Roth is in, David the Roth is out. Sammy here came back for a little bit, and like it's sort of like unless you really know it, it's like like my head is a bit fuzzy around that whole thing. But what I do remember distinctly, and I I think that you guys are both right in the sense is that. When Gary came into Van Halen, and not only did he bring back some of the Roth era songs, I think what was more important is that he did them, um, he did them with love and, and passion and, and right. reverence for them. Because anybody who knows the Sammy era Van Halen, and by the way, I'm a massive fan of the Sammy era Van Halen. I think there's, I could listen to 5150 and uh, for an awful carnal knowledge a million times a day and never tire. But Sammy, when it came to doing Dave's songs live, especially stuff like Jump, I mean, it was he he turned it into a parody, which made it tough for, for real fans. I mean, it was like yeah. you wanted to see Sammy sort of, you know, give 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 its due, you know, really give it the respect that those songs deserve, whether or not you like the character of DLR or not. Well, how many yeah. did he do? He only yeah. did like two, right? He did Panama and Jump Sammy. He didn't really get into anything else except those two sort of, you have to play them because the MTV crowd's going to kill you if you don't. Until yeah, no. until later, until that tour, right. you know, yeah. after Sharon, yeah. yeah. When, Which is silly, by the way. Stuff. And it's also very silly that Dave refuses to do some of the bigger hits. You can't just say, well, we had a decade as a band and it doesn't exist. I've never been able to wrap my head around that. And that's why when Bruce Dickinson comes out there and does Deano songs and does Blaze Bailey songs, you go, hey, good on you. You know, it's, uh, about it's the a fans. little different though, Mitch. It's a little different, oh, right? Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. I when when Bruce Dickinson like... does, does Blaze Bailey, it's different? I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I, it's it's I, a nod to an era, to a, an era of the band and, and it's, you know, wise of him to include those fans and not just say, oh, no, no. I just, I, stuff. I think David Lee Roth era Van Halen is like something people would get tattooed on their arms. I'm not sure people are getting Blaze Bailey Iron Maiden tattooed on their arms is what I'm trying to say. No, <laughs> so. no, I understand that. But that's why it's extra cool that Bruce Dickinson will you. do those songs. And that's why it would be extra cool if David Lee Roth would bother singing right here, right now. Once. Never, never, ever will happen. No, never of course happen. not. But and, yeah, and it's never. silly. So, yeah. so Gary, you, you have a conversation with Gary Mitch. What, what's he up to? I mean, he guys in his mid fifties. It's what, what is his current sort of thing? What's he working on? Well, you know, he's still got Extreme, and they've got new music coming. But of course, Nuno's out with Rihanna. Right. And, that, uh, does, that, does everyone know that that he's the touring guitarist for Rihanna? That's pretty cool too. Well, I think the three or four Extreme fans that follow the band probably know that. I'm a fan. No, Go on. <laughs> I'm a fan too. I, I, I love the band actually. Um, uh, you know, they, they want to bring the porno graffiti a whole album live show to North America because they've been doing it overseas. But right now he's got this album uh, called Retro Grenade with a band called Hertzmile, his band with his brother. And it is brilliant. There's a song on there called Hello, I Must Be Going. And we talk about it in the interview. It sounds like 1970s cheap trick i mean everything about it the arrangements the style the guitar everything and the whole album is just is just great i mean i was expecting absolutely nothing from it 
because <laughs> the first Hertz mile was sort of mediocre, and, and that's being polite. But this one definitely goes into my top 10 of 2014. It bothers me, guys. It bothers me because he is such a massive talent and such an amazing showman that he is so hit and miss with his music. And I'm not saying it's by his own creation, but it's like either choices he's making, musical partnerships he's working on. And even, you know, it's funny. If you sort of reflect on the discography of Extreme, there's a lot of hit and misses even within albums. Forget just, 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 you know, entire albums. And it's so frustrating. Frustrating when you have a guy with that wealth of, of talent that just can't nail it every single time. It's frustrating as a fan. Yeah, Tribe of Judah was, was awful. That was tough to listen to. And I, mm. I think one of the bands... I tried. I really tried. It had, a, it had a picture of him with a gun in his mouth. And I was just like... Oh, it, yeah, yeah. The, the image is wrong. The music is wrong. The style for you is wrong. The vocal style. I mean, just everything was... You know, you had a checklist, and it was like, no, X, X, X. And it's like, come on, Gary. I mean, okay, don't do hair metal. We get it. But just give people some melodic rock. You have that voice. It works. Just go with it. And by the way, on the Hurt Smile, he covers Elvis Costello's Pump It Up. And it sounds brilliant. I mean, it's a, it's mm. a great, great album. You know, I'll, I'll give him props for that. I'm, I've reconnected with Gary on this album. His, this music works. I'll tell you, when, when nice. you said that you had an interview with him, I just smiled. It was nice to hear that he's doing stuff and he's around and he's active. Mark, what's been happening on Talking Metal? Well, we spoke with a guy named Mike Lapon from the band Symphony X, who sure. is Symphony X, you know, New Jersey-based band. And he has a solo record coming out, which features Metal Mike from Halford fame and also Alan Tecchio. Do you guys know Alan Tecchio? I know the name. Give us the rundown. Yeah, he was in a real one of the first ever progressive metal bands called Watchtower. Which I was is, I, I was going to go Crimson Glory, but I'm glad you went close. Watchtower. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Actually, even before Crimson Glory, Watchtower, and that was a band that Jason McMaster's was was in. Sure. Uh, and Alan replaced him in Watchtower when he went on to form uh, Dangerous Toys. And he also went on to do nonfiction and, and Hades too, which were uh, oh, some yeah, kind Hades. of under yeah underground metal bands from you know the the eighties and early nineties. So uh, so yeah, and and Mark has the his fav, my favorite talking metal episode of all time just went up recently. It's an all girl um, episode <laughs> with yes, it uh, is. Butcher yes. Babies, Crucified Barbara, and Hellion. And uh, I did all the interviews, so it was wonderful to hear. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Mitch really helped us out and provided us with some great interviews, great including uh, Carla from Butcher Babies, yeah. which I, I practically fell in love with her listening to that interview. I mean, that that was a uh, you downplayed the interview to me. I thought it was a great interview. That's I, funny too. It's like. Mitch, you you managed to like in a circular way promote yourself. That's, That's fantastic. Right. That it was wonderful? magical. Yeah, it was, it was very different. I, uh, I had you know, that touch. One of the other things I, I thought we could do on this show is talk a bit about sort of the current affairs of metal. Yep. Um, I found it really interesting slash scary to hear that Def Leppard is taking on a new guitarist. And it turns out that it's trickster Steve Brown, who I'm yep. sure many listeners remember. And he's actually filling in for Vivian Campbell. Uh, the story here is one I think of hope. I'm going to be very positive. Uh, Campbell's come down with a form of Hodgkin's lymphoma. He was in, in some state of remission. It seems to right. have come back, unfortunately. Uh, Campbell, in my opinion, I don't know what you guys think, is one of the greatest living 
hard rock guitarist this guy was. You know, people will say Dio, people will say Whitesnake, people will say Def Leppard. I'll tell you what I would say. I would say River Dogs. I think River Dogs is yeah, one of the greatest sure. bands. That debut album is still to this day 100% top to bottom, completely enjoyable. So, um, you know, one is I think all of us wish Vivian uh, a speedy recovery because it's, it's very, very scary to be in that space, especially when it, when it comes back after being in remission. But interesting that, you know, Trickster Steve Brown, I mean, that's, a, that's sort of a – that one really sort of gave – it was a right hook to me. Yeah, but I mean, listen, yeah. he's melodic rock, but the interesting part of this is he was on tour with the band all summer on that Kiss, Kiss Def Leppard tour. He was the stand-in, ready to go in case anything went wrong, and luckily it didn't, so Vivian got to go through, but it'll be an interesting addition. And, and again, I love Steve Brown. I, I've sent emails to him. We, we've talked over the years. But I really want Vivian to come back. Because yeah, yeah so absolutely. I mean, Vivian, one of the, like you said, Mitch Joel, just such an important part <sighs> of the early 80s heavy metal scene. For me, with those first three Dio oh, records, man. especially the first two, Holy Diver and Last in Line. However, back to the Def Leppard thing, what I would have, as a Def Leppard fan, what I would have loved to have seen happen is they bring Pete Willis back into the fold temporarily. Oh, now, Pete Willis, <laughs> of course, played on those first three Def Leppard records and sure. co-wrote some of the biggest songs on those records, Bringing on the sure. Heartbreak and, and Photograph. Is those songs were written. It? Well, that's the thing. I mean, Where's the guy? Uh, probably yeah, he's living missing. in a dumpster he's, somewhere. <laughs> oh, God. No, he's probably, he's probably a multimillionaire. I mean, he wrote Photograph. You know, I mean, I would think, unless he just signed off his you know, uh, rights know. to it when there's, he left the band. Yeah, yeah, Mark, there's what? all sorts of shady stuff going on, Mark. I'm not sure if we could uh, yeah, claim that he's, 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 he's sad. But. And, and a lot yeah. of bands back in the day when they would throw you out, they would buy out your contract and True. say, okay, we'll give you 100000 You go, oh, that's a ton of money. And then you don't realize that it's going to make millions, right? So who but knows? I, who knows? But. but I'll tell you something. When Trickster came out, I don't know if you guys remember, they, they were really very much promoted as sort of like the new kids on the block of metal. It was yep. supposed to be these yeah. young guys, comic book covers. Um, I even think later on it was somewhat admitted that they were lying even about how young they were and they weren't that young. But uh, again, no doubt you think about the combo between the singer and Steve Brown, the guitarist. Steve was an amazing guitarist. I mean, he was amazing back then. I know that they've recently got back together. Trickster and been doing dates. And again, you can go on YouTube and watch some of the clips. If you like the songs, and if you like the music, they sound really, really tight. And I think a big chunk of it is Steve's playing. This guy is agreed. really, really tight. Agreed. Cool. Absolutely but, agreed. Uh, and, and I think he'll fit. But again, I just don't want him to fit too long. Uh, you, you know, well, you just want Viv yeah. back. I mean, it's Viv. Like, yeah, you, you know, Mark. When you said last in line, you just sort of go, "Oh man, yeah. think about the riffs yeah. on on those songs." Like, just crazy guitar riffs. And, um, but also but, the, the curse of Def Leppard. I mean, they, they've been through all kinds of stuff. They don't need a guitarist who who you know another guy who loses a battle to can't. They just don't need that. The fans don't need that. Viv's family. You know, we we just want him back yeah. for all the I mean, right reasons. Listen, part of the story here is that as we continue our passion for the music, we can't deny this the sort of regular cycles and turns of life. I mean, even you know, this past week, ACDC, right? Malcolm Young yeah. being treated for dementia. Guy had uh, major medical issues happen, medical crisis last year. He's apparently in a home, band still going forward, and they're doing stuff, but. I mean, you know, it's it's really it's it's shocking. It really is shocking to be our age and see our our the the bands we know and love. It, it just they're getting older. Everyone's getting older. Getting older right? Yeah, yeah. And, it's great. 
you know, and of course, Peter Chris had his uh, breast cancer, and it. But I think the band like ACDC should go on, um, if if not for anything else, just to honor Malcolm and say, you know what, we, we're we're going to hold strong just for you, buddy. And, yeah, and, uh, and Malcolm, in the mix of things, uh, you know, in the pocket, amazing rhythm player, definitely was playing a backseat to the chaos that was, you know. ACDC? Yeah, yeah ACDC and Angus and then that whole world. Hey, guys, uh, always a pleasure to do this. Absolutely. The, the time flies every single time. But what about uh, our A segment? Okay, yeah, exactly. We didn't do an A set. We apologize. This is, we, should, we should just call this Metal Ace freely as the podcast. Yeah, right. Ace Raps. The Ace Raps. Um, hey, every, you could follow me on Twitter at Mitch Joel. Uh, Mitch, why don't you let people know where they can find you? You can find me at on Twitter at Mitch Lafon, L-A-F-O-N. And Mark? Cool. I will plug the Facebook page uh, today. It's it's Facebook.com, M Striegel. That's M-S-T-R-I-G-L. Friend me there. There you go. Awesome. And we'll be back with episode number four of Metal Raps coming up really soon. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.